getting stuff done is easy for me. Saying this was enough for today, that's my growth edge. Welcome to the Smart Gets Paid podcast with me, Leah Niederthal. I help women land higher paying clients in their independent consulting businesses, but I've never been a salesperson. My background is in corporate marketing. And when I started my first consulting business, I learned pretty quickly that it's about a thousand times harder to sell your own stuff than it is to sell someone else's. So I taught myself how to do it and I created the sales approach that I now share with my clients so they can feel more comfortable in the sales process, get more of the right clients, and get paid way more for every client contract. So whether your client contracts are $5,000, $100,000 or more, if you wanna work with more of the clients you love, do more of the work you love and get paid more than you ever thought you could, then you're in the right place. Let's do it together. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to rate, review and share. Hey there, Leah here and thanks for tuning in. I hope that wherever you're listening to this, wherever you are right now, you're having a good week, making some good progress on your business and taking some time for yourself. Okay, so in the spring of 2015, I had broken off an engagement about a year before. I had moved across the country to DC and I had started the process of kind of finding myself again. And after being in a four-year relationship that was really all-consuming, I decided I wanted to do something that's just for me, like in this process of finding myself, an achievement that's just for me. And I signed up for and started training for an Olympic distance triathlon. And there was a lot of training, like it took a lot of time. And, you know, it's swimming, biking, running, right? And I already liked cycling, And I could swim to, you know, not drown, but essentially had to learn how to swim for distance. And up to that point, I guess I tolerated running. I didn't love it, but I tolerated it. And in this training course, there was a lot of running. And what's interesting about the running training is that I realized in starting this training plan that I really only had like one speed of running. Like I only knew how to try to go as fast as I could without dying. Like not sprinting by any means, but I only knew how to go, you know, as fast as I could go within reason, but like still, you know, sort of pushing myself. But in triathlon training, it was based on heart rate training and, you know, running at certain levels of effort to keep your heart rate in a certain range. Because keeping your heart rate in a low range That's how you can run for endurance, right? So you can last a long time. If I ran the same distance, which was a 10K, if I ran that as fast as I did before, I'd fizzle out. And so in doing this heart rate training and learning how to stay within a certain heart range for longer, I actually had to learn how to run more slowly because you can go farther and you can run longer when you run slower. And I was thinking about this as I was putting together this episode, because in it, you're going to hear me talk to a client of mine who is a very bright, high achieving woman. And when it came to her career, and now that she's in her business, she only has one speed more, if that can be called a speed, right? But doing more, pushing harder, going faster. And as you're going to hear, that has some unintended consequences, Because for as hard as she works and as hard as she pushes herself, she also struggles to stay consistent and to keep focus 
And the reason why might surprise you. So if you're an overachiever, if you're a perfectionist, if you've always just worked hard and kept going, then I think you're going to recognize a lot of yourself in this episode. And you're going to hear ways that you can start to achieve the same results and actually better results by doing things a little differently. So I want to send a huge thank you to my client for allowing me to share this conversation with you. Take a listen, and at the end, I'll come back and share a lesson that you can apply to your business. What's going on? What do you feel like is, you know, on your mind or on your plate right now? Okay, so I have I have prepared intensely for this call, not just like for you, but, but for me, because this is the first time I'm working with a coach since 2019. And... So basically like my, my situation as of right now is that I've, I really leaned into like the materials and I want to say how much I love it. And it's such a genius way of running a group program. So I've updated my LinkedIn profile. I did the painkiller workshop and where, so what's kind of been holding me back over the past few years really is that I have like refused to choose a niche. So what I'm doing is like, I'm serving five very clear niches and I've kind of loved this because my personality is like my Tennessee. And that's what at the end of the, like the commitment piece is, this is what it comes down to. I'm an Enneagram seven. I'm all about like fun and adventure and excitement and curiosity and doing all the things. And that's great, but not if you want to scale a business. And I know this deep in my soul. So I think that for me, like being honest with myself, I've been hiding behind that a little bit because when it comes to me sitting down, you know, I signed up for this program because I have such deep respect for you and what you've done. And also this is me calling myself up. So you, so like I pick the niche now, like what I want to do, like I told you on, on our call. So that niche, I feel very good about, which is funnily enough, like the first thing that I did four years ago, I know the strategies that I want to do to get there. And ever since the kickoff, I have been finally posting on LinkedIn consistently and sending out my newsletter. So what is going well right now? Motivation is strong. Like I truly, like I want to build a million dollar business confidence is strong. I know it's possible. I know that I can do it. And I have a strategy to, to make it happen. Right. Like I, I have all the, I have all the pieces in place. I have a huge audience, but where I need help, like where I really need help is the commitment and the accountability. Mm, Okay, great. Say more about that. My tendency, as I said, is like, I get bored. I change my mind. I question my goal because I get very like spiritual and like, what is success? And like, is this necessary? Right? Like, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, like I keep coming back to that, this is what I want to do. And that's my indicator that that is actually my path. So yeah, so that's where I am. And that's really where it's like, that's where I am holding myself back. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, wow, you talking to somebody who's very self-aware gives us a lot of tools. So this is great. So when you say you need consistency and accountability to, to what is it like, stay interested to talk to me about what happens? How will you know that you're not like, how will you feel it coming up that you're like losing interest? Yeah. Okay. So, so I, so also I listened to your podcast where you were talking about kind of like your motherhood journey yesterday when I was on the bus. And one of the things that I know when it comes to my tendency is that, you know, if I look back at my corporate career, 
if I said I was going to do something, I did it. Like it was very coming from that, like quitting is not an option, you know? And I think that leaving the corporate world and really like, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and really figuring out like, what do I want to do? And what are the things that I say that I need to do, but I don't actually have to, because I'm the only one, you know, holding myself accountable while also, you know, becoming a mom, very active, intense little boy, no family around, like, also navigating that I've also like, I'm proud of that. I've given myself more leeway to not have that. Like you have to reach these income goals, but mm-hmm. more like, no, you can take care of yourself and you can maybe just like give yourself some slack. Right. Um, so, so I, I know that back to your question, my tendency is like, I'm going to do it and I get very consistent. But what I do is then I start over, like I start over committing and then I get overwhelmed. And then I tell myself that I don't want to do this because it's too much. And then I stop all the things like that's my pattern every time. Mm. So it's like commit to the simple things and allow that to be enough. Cause I know like I have evidence that it works and that's going to like get me where I want to. But since I'm also an entrepreneur and I don't have a boss, like I can stop and hide and no one notices. I know. I know. Well, okay. Let me pause for a real quick second. Cause there are a lot of ways we could go with, you know, sort of what we're talking about, what would make this a really valuable call for you today? Like, are you, are you like, give me tools and strategies to use, or are you like validate where I've decided to go? No, I absolutely think that it would be helpful to be a little bit like, this is where I am. And this is the goal that I'm working Mm -hmm. towards. And maybe if you can help me break that down to like, are we looking for like a July roadmap or like a quarterly, that would be very helpful. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, a little bit of accountability that, you know, it could be the Slack channel or whatever, where it's like me saying that this is what I'm going to do. And then actually being forced to do it, not forced, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm my own boss clearly. Right. But that is very helpful. Like, I think the only time that I have committed to any type of like wellness regime is when I had an Instagram account where I was posting my workouts a hundred years ago. Well, I mean, accountability is real. I think it's also a reason why a lot of people hesitate to name a goal or share a goal because if if you don't do it, then nobody sees exactly. you fail. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm doing here. And I haven't said that to anyone. Else. I mean, I, t- I my husband this morning, I'm like, the million dollar business is happening. And he's like, finally, because he believes in me. He's like, why are you not just doing it? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, if it was that easy, everybody would do it. Right. And we have to get out of our own way a little bit and really shine a light on some of these things. Okay. I'm going to take this in a different direction. You're talking about how to break it down and like availability or accountability. Here's the thing for, for women like us who just like go, go, go very hard forward. Oftentimes we don't stop to actually reward ourselves. And so, okay. I see it in your face. (laughs) So one thing I would like you to start doing is setting a goal, writing down the goal. And I don't mean like the goal being million dollar business. I, you know, we're about not just big wins, but small wins. And so if you're, if on the road to that goal is, okay, listen, between now and X date, I'm going to publish 30 times. I'm going to craft a new opt-in and I'm going to have 10 great, conversations. What is the reward you will give yourself for doing that? Hmm. Right. And so it's not just like punitive accountability and like a pat on the back, right? Like give yourself a little bit of a dopamine hit. Do you know what I mean? 
Okay. So the challenging thing there with the reward piece is that even as you're saying those things, you know, there's like a narrative in my mind where it's like, I mean, that's just ridiculous. Like you should be posting 30 times without getting a reward. But also the tricky thing is that I'm actually very good at not rewarding myself, like not having that connection. But if I want something like I do that, you know, so there's also that, you know, the reward around like, what is it that I can kind of treat myself that I wouldn't just go and do anyway. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, I mean, so, no, so I love what you're saying, but I need to think like, what, what is that? I, okay, here's one question. So that, that, you know, that like, of course you should be doing that. You know, you should be doing that anyway. Like who's, whose voice is that? Oh, like I, like it's, it's all the men in my life, my whole, like I've had like coaches and authority figures. Like it's a mix of, of that, that I internalize. And like, that is very much like my inner narrative, which is like, you know, never enough. It should be going faster. And I've worked a lot on that. Like I'm very aware of it. And that's why I can say like, it's a voice and it's not me. Like it's a voice in my head. Yeah. So, well, and I think also like, are you, do I see, do, do you have the power of now on your shelf? Is that behind you? Yes, or is yes, that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you know how, have you read that? Yes. I mean, some people put books on their shelves that oh, they haven't read, yeah. but okay. <laughs> you know how he talks about like staying the observer role, like observing your thoughts. And, and it's crazy that I, I read this like years ago, but this piece really has stuck with me. It's like adopting a mindset, the posture of almost like amusement. Right. Yeah. So like when that, for me, it's that voice of like, it's less about like, oh, of course you should be doing that. It's that voice of, I mean, all the, listen, all the voices that we, that we have and, and sort of, instead of participating in that, really observing it and say, like with amusement, it's like, oh, there, there you go again. Yeah. yeah. Right. There you exactly. go again. And in order to separate, because I think, you know, if you're always beholden to that voice, it's like always more, of course you should be doing it. Keep going, you know, try harder. You will, you will never be able to, to just stop and say, all right, what is, what is right for me right now? You know? So I think that that's one thing that I would, I would think about for you. I don't know how that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and I do, I mean, I do have that voice as well, but it's good to be like, you know, move it kind of to the forefront. And I think it's like, it's amusement and a little bit like fascination, like, Oh, what's that? What's going on? You know, like a positive curiosity, like, channeling my natural curiosity, like what's, what was that about? Yeah. 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 So then you can think about like, how do I, how do I break this down? You know, this goal into, it's not just like uh, always charging, always foot on the gas, always operating at level 10, right? It's like doing it almost like in sprints and you know, and like thinking, okay, this is a sprint. And at the end of the sprint, we're going to do this. And then we go to the next sprint and just like, op- okay, um, I like that. Like optimizing. I like optimizing for positive achievement. Like yeah. I, I mean, for me, I am a, like my strengths finder or whatever is I have like a co- achievement or whatever. It's one of my, one of my executional strengths, but what it means is I have to feel like I have accomplished something every day. Yeah. Right. And so I like to optimize for that. It's like, I might not have gotten to a million dollar business today, but I hit the goals I set today. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. Because it's, it makes sense. Like if you are always charging at level 10, then you can't sustain it. 
And I think mm-hmm. subconsciously you will look for reasons to give yourself a pass. Yeah. Exactly. And I can also share. So my husband who is super supportive, but he is very much like the, like optimizing for like, we need to make as much money as quickly as possible. Right. And that is just not a fun way for me to operate. And that's what we did in our corporate careers and it deserved as well. But like, I don't want to do it that way. I can still, you know, be ambitious and achieve and grow, but that whole, like as much as possible, as quickly as possible. I mean, that's just not fun. It's not fun and you will, you'll burn out, but I think you're, you will subconsciously find ways to give yourself a pass without giving yourself a pass because giving yourself a pass is not allowed. Exactly. Yep. Right. So you will look for shiny objects or you will lose interest. Yep. That's exactly it. This is, this is it. Like, this is exactly what happens and it's that burnout or like, I see the burnout coming. So I'm just going to stop now. And then it's just, yeah. What's coming up for me, you know, when it comes to the reward, because at the end of the day, you know, and I think that's something I'm still kind of building evidence for myself that I like my brain knows that it's possible, but it is, you know, if we were to focus on July, for example, right. And also we're going to for three weeks, my son does, we don't have any childcare. Like it's going to be us and the family, but I'm still going to be working because that's my happy place. And I don't want to check out completely is like me saying, okay, you're going to go into July and you're going to post on LinkedIn, you know, every day. Cause it takes me 15 minutes. Like that's something I can do. And it's fun for me. Send my newsletter twice per week. Mm-hmm. And that will be enough. And the reward for me will be at the end of July to feel like I stuck to the commitment that I made to myself and seeing that it was enough. Yes. I think that that in itself will be a reward. Absolutely. I mean, this is basically your workout plan. (laughs) Yes. Right. And so I think a a manageable plan. It's what's really hard is for people who have really big goals and who want to get there is sticking to a manageable, manageable plan, but you know, where I self-sabotage. Yeah. So I think honestly, what you just outlined is if you're looking for validation, that that is a good plan here, this is it, right? Like that is a great plan. If you, okay. And, and maybe you're not in hard charging mode right now, especially, you know, with, with going to, so maybe this is this is maintenance mode. Yep. I mean, listen, posting three times a week on LinkedIn and sending a newsletter once a week or or even once every other week is still a lot of activity. Yeah. Right. I but you, I, th- I think in my, I have ten thousand people in my audience. So <laughs> right. Like you you know that this is this is a community that needs to be nurtured. Right. Yes. And but this alone is like a, a fair amount of activity. I just know that you set your sights very high. So I would consider this like, why don't you? succeed and at maintenance mode. Yeah. Very hard for me, but I, that's like, that's, that's the challenge that I need to take yeah, on. But, th- and- but that's why I want to call it something that exists on its own. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, you have, you are somehow failing at level 10. Yeah. Why don't you succeed? Why don't you purposely succeed at level three mm-hmm. for a time? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Because that's what happens, right? And you heard what I said. I'm like, but my LinkedIn post, it only takes me 15 minutes, right? Like I'm making excuses for like why that's really not a lot because it really doesn't. And that's my story of like, you know, it has to, rewards only come from hard work. Yes. Right. So something that takes 15 minutes isn't really worth anything. 
Right. I don't believe, but I'm calling myself out. Like, but that's where my brain went. Totally. Because you've done the work. You're, you know, that the story that we have around, it's, it's also like the model that we saw around what it looks like to be successful is really what dictates this now, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I would imagine there, that model existed for you. You know, oh, the absolutely. only way to be successful is to work very, very hard or work yeah. very long or, you know, whatever. So that makes you worthy, right? That's Busyness exactly. is a virtue. Right. And I mean, I think you also know that the reason why you can, it takes you 15 minutes to do something is because you've done all that work, right? You've yeah. done the, and And here's the thing for people like us, because that is the model that we are always fighting against. That is the story of what it takes to be successful. When we, how do I say this? When there, when we find ourselves not busy because we've done the right things, because we have, you know, systematized what needs to, you know, be systematized, or we have freed up our time. The trap that we will always fall into is we will find ways to fill it with activity because that's what tells us we're doing the right thing. And so that's why, like, instead of trying to satisfy that part of ourselves by doing more stuff, right? More shiny objects or, you know, make it overcomplicating something, right? Can we get something else, you know, that satisfies our psyche by succeeding at something on purpose that like doesn't have, that doesn't take us that long or, tax us that much. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I also think, you know, what I do with my clients all the time, right. Is also like, okay, fast forward to August 1st, what does a successful July look like? And that's not really the business, right. That's actually going home to for the first time in three years, having my son, you know, like do all the things that I did as a kid, me being able to be present, you know, like there's going to be jet lag and stuff to not let that kind of throw me off. Like that's what a successful July looks like. And I want to write content because I love that creative output. And I want to do coaching because I have clients and I love the work I do, but looking at it holistically too. And it's one month of the year and then come August 1st, we're back. And then that's a completely different reality. Right. Right. So succeed at this. I think the shift here is, and maybe it's just a mental gymnastics, but it's like, what am I going to absolutely kill it at right now? Mm. And, and sounds like for the next, for the short time, you know, it's killing it means making sure your son has an incredible time. In- yeah. And me. And you, of course, and you're going to see all your people and, you know, and so, so applying that same sort of like determination to something that, that has a name and a purpose, Mm. right? Like a container that's going to be, I think a good practice for you moving forward. Yeah. So let's make two very purposeful modes, maintenance mode. Mm. hit the gas mode. Okay. But if I do three times a week on LinkedIn and one newsletter per week in July, I will have nailed it. Like that's the story that I need to tell myself. Absolutely. That's your only job. I'm like, well, not really. Then there's no point. Right. So this is, I need to make a commitment and like ground myself into like, no, this is the goal. And, you know, also I think another really important tool here is the parking lot. I don't know where you keep your 
thoughts or, yeah, you know, yeah. where, where do you keep all of your thoughts and notes and stuff? I have this like Excel master file where I put all those things. Okay. So is that like, do you just hold on to thoughts forever or like, is there a place where you can purposely say, okay, I'm in this maintenance mode. I've had like, pew, 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 you know, like all these great thoughts, but for yeah. now I'm going to put them in the parking lot because this is my job for now. Yeah. Okay. Just me getting it out on the paper is enough to be like, okay, thank you. Don't have to think more about that now. Great. Okay. Yeah. What we're trying to guard against is the shiny objects that yes. invade on this maintenance mode. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I just, I offer that because you'll never run out of ideas. And yeah. with the space I, that you're creating for yourself, I bet you're going to have a lot of great ideas. So yeah. don't, you know, hold on to them. But I also think, Leah, that one of the things that, you know, I don't know if you, like Liz Gilbert has my one of my favorite quotes that I've never heard a story of personal transformation that doesn't start with someone being like so sick of their own bullshit. Mm, I love that. And I feel like, you know, this almost makes me, you know, emotional because when it comes to all my ideas, I've had these, ideas, it's the same things that keep coming back. I just need to execute them, right? You know what you want to do. Go build it. And that's yeah. where I've been holding myself back. This is what I'm here for. Yeah. I, I like this plan. And what I'm going to do for myself is that every time in the academy where it's like, what's your goal for the week? And what are you like, what have you done? I'm going to write that out. Like that's my homework as well is to say, mm -hmm. this is what I'm going to do. And then I'm not just going to say that I did it, but I'm going to celebrate that I stuck to it. Yes. 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 Love it. Okay, absolutely. And, and this was one of the things like going into the call, like we're going to get a plan and a roadmap to get to the next level. Like for me to chill, that is my next level. Getting stuff done is easy for me. Saying this was enough for today, that's my growth edge. Right? Oh, I love it. That makes me so happy. Oh, so good. All right. I love this conversation. And as you heard, I saw a lot of parallels in my own life and my own approach to work in my client's story. So I wanna leave you with something that you can start to apply to your business and a way of thinking differently. And it's something I tell all of my clients, all my Academy members, all my clients. There are so many tactics out there that you can use to grow your business. There are tactics you can use to get seen, to start conversations, to get clients, but there's only one strategy that works. And that's consistency. Consistency is actually the only strategy. There is literally no strategy more effective or no set of tactics that is more effective than consistency. Doing the right set of things over and over, giving things time to work even. So pick a set of tactics, pick a lane and stay there because no shiny object or no set of tactics even is going to be more effective than doing the right things consistently. But doing the right things consistently doesn't mean playing full out all the time. You have to make it sustainable, something you can keep doing over time without burning out. So setting a goal like posting on LinkedIn twice a week, every week is consistent, but not overwhelming. Sending out two shoulder tap emails a week is consistent, but not overwhelming. You know, other things that you want to do as part of your business development mix, right? Like pitching yourself to a few conferences every month is consistent, but not overwhelming. 
Because as you heard in my triathlon story, and you heard my client say it too, if you play full out all the time, you will burn out. And that's why in the academy, my clients are creating their sustainable business development strategy. You heard me talk about it a little bit in my conversation. But in the sustainable strategy, we create three levels. And each level has a set of activities that you can do consistently without burning out. So there's maintenance mode, which is like the stuff that you can do day to day, you know, week to week when you're just like status quo in your business, pretty much like normal pace, normal busyness. That's maintenance mode. When you get busy with client work or maybe you go on vacation or you just want to sort of dial it down, you go down to simmer mode with fewer activities each week or each month. And when you want to make something happen or maybe you need to make something happen, you go to your power mode. When you have three levels instead of just one, right? So three speeds instead of just one, you can stay consistent and you can go up or down a level based on what's going on in your world. And you don't have fits and starts, like times when you're doing a ton of biz dev and then you do no biz dev, right? Or just random acts of marketing. And this is especially important when you're in the messy middle of your business. So about 18 months to two years into your business, when you've kind of gone through that first wave of word of mouth clients, and now you actually have to have a strategy to get clients. And when you're in the messy middle, if you're doing business development in fits and starts or random acts of marketing or random acts of business development, you're never going to see the results you want, no matter how hard you push at them. And listen, I know a lot of us, when we set our minds to do something, we work as hard as we can. We keep going. We push ourselves. I mean, think about you might have operated that way in your corporate career or when you work for somebody else. And it might be the same sort of mindset and ethos that you're bringing into your business now. I mean, even if your business changes or as you change, right, maybe you have kids now and you have less time, but you still put a lot of pressure on yourself and you hold yourself to high standards. But you can't just play full out all the time because when you're running your own business, that's a really good way to burn out. You have to learn how to run slowly, so to speak, and learn when is enough. It's just like triathlon. And running a business is an endurance sport. And when you can do the right things consistently, you can go farther, you can last longer, and you can get better results. 